Hello, and we are back with more God Hates Jags. We are entering week 13? Guys, is this week 13? I don't know. Uh, yeah. They all feel the same. Yeah, week 13. <laughs> we're coming off of 10 straight losses. I don't know what week we're entering, but I know we're coming off of 10 straight losses. Uh, so things are obviously going as normal. Uh, the Jags are doing so good that our general manager got fired. So we're going to talk a lot of topics today. We'll talk, hopefully, the good. We'll play some games on God Hates Jags. But uh, I guess, guys, you know, I don't know, when the biggest position in the franchise, you know, besides the owner gets fired, I guess we should talk about that. So immediately following – well, The owner doesn't get fired. The, the league, like, takes their team away. You know, they're still billionaires after. They're fun. Well, yeah. So <laughs> do you get rid of an owner if that – like, I don't want to. But how- they say racist shit like uh, Donald Sterling and the Clippers. Yeah. And then the, the league is uh, like, you got to go. You got to sell The Panthers <laughs> guy did the same thing, right? Bojangles guy? I think the, the NFL had a situation. Shit, I can't remember who it was, but they had some owner who said some racist shit, and he was like, he sold the team, but then he put his statue in front of the stadium. And it has yeah, that to was stay the Panthers. There. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it has well, to stay there forever. <laughs> That's such, I mean, how do you get away know, with that? The other guy's rich enough. The new owner, he's like the richest billionaire, so he'll find a way to get rid of it, I'm sure. Is he is he the richest? Uh, he's the or the second. I know he's uh, like the top up. dog. Yeah, we'll look up next next week. We'll talk richest owners. Uh, the Texas owner said we can't have inmates running the prison, referring to the players, and he didn't get you know suspended or anything. He died, so I guess karma got him. But <laughs> wow! But like wow. you know, <laughs> he he didn't like get you know. So you got to do some really fucked up shit as an owner to get your team taken away from you. But uh. I think Khan's a bad owner, but, you know, he's at least, like, not a horrible human. So he's not going anywhere. But he did fire Dave Codwell. So quickly following. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah, it's a step, yeah. <laughs> because Shad Khan, as an owner, got his 100th loss uh, in the regular season against the Browns, who are the only team that were worse than us the past decade. So I feel like that's very fitting to be, like, to lose against the worst for your 100th loss. And I think that's always a good time to probably fire your GM and try starting again. So I guess we'll have a, just a, a moment of silence for, for Dave Codwell and uh, all of his wisdom that he imparted on our team. I don't know. Did you, did you guys, do you guys care about the GM at all? Like how much, like, obviously we want to go GM. Well, yeah, we want a good GM. I thought we were having a moment of silence. Oh. Yeah, you really didn't have it. <laughs> it passed. That seemed like it was more of a, I mean, you know, that would seem awkward, yeah. I feel, for a I'm not <laughs> glad that anyone lost their job, but I don't think he, I like, uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> uh, objectively, yes, I'm, I'm glad that he's I'm gone. very happy. I was surprised at the timing of it. I really did think, despite the multiple bets that Sean made, I thought he'd be fired at the end of the season. But, yeah, uh, I, like, Khan did the right thing for the first time in a long time by firing Codwell, but not Marone. So, like, we can keep yeah. the tank going, but we can also start, you know, brainstorming on the next GM kind of a thing and start, you know, pre-planning. So, I have to tap my, tip my hat to my man, Shad Khan. Uh, is Tony Khan our new GM? I feel like that's just, like, the easy... Shad Khan, that's the case. That's, like, that's nepotism, man. Shad Khan is not going to sit around and, like, take the time to interview people 
Why would he? He's already, you know, he's rich. He doesn't need to, like. Of course he is. No, no. Yes. If at, at the worst, he's going to hire somebody to he's interview. He's a businessman, right? Mm. And what makes a team more valuable or a product more valuable? Winning, right? The more wins they have, the more valuable his investment is. He's going to take the time to see who's going to run the team. I mean, that's very fucking minimal amount of effort. I don't think he stepping foot to make more money. Uh, I don't think he really. He doesn't uh, have to. He can interview him wherever the fuck he wants. Yeah, <laughs> he's a true. billionaire. We're not even in the same room as each other right now. We're talking about <laughs> we can do an interview just like this. I will mm-hmm. say, um, I through my job did in a, like Dave Cogwell does a thing every year. I guess he's like a big animal person and does like a you know fundraiser for some kind of animal thing. And I got to go work the event through my job uh, like a year ago at the stadium and it was like super nice and like you know Codwell gave a speech and all that and the best part is they would like you know auction off gifts like you know tickets to the games and everything and or like signed uh helmets and these people would be betting like twenty thousand dollars because they are super rich and i remember just being there like fuck i am poor compared to all these people but Dude, it, was really, you were, it was a nice event. So thanks, Codwell, yeah, for – yeah. It sounds like a like – I a, ate a lot of free well food. Yeah. 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 So he seemed like a nice guy and all. But If you were a true Jags fan, you should have, after his speech, just booed him. <laughs> <laughs> like, from behind your business tent or table, yeah. whatever you're standing at, just boo. Why do you think uh, uh, he did it this week? Like, this past – like, why wait – my my theory is like trade deadline's over, the tank is uh he's got rid of everything, like that we have so much room in the cap, so many picks. Thank you for like setting up the rebuild for the next guy. And- yeah, it's still so confusing because I guess ten straight losses you just like can't forgive that because every single thing Dave did all off season was like made it seem like Khan guaranteed his job. Like, otherwise, why would you be letting, you know? No, I think he, I told He said, I, like, we're going to be bad this year. That's basically I, kind of how he phrased it. I really think what happened was, I'm going to, Shad sat him down and said, I'll give you one more year. This is the plan. You're going to tear it down. <laughs> if the team's, you know, semi-competitive, maybe I'll keep you around. But the goal, no matter what, is get rid of the bloated contracts, accumulate picks, and because there's a great draft full of quarterbacks and we should get one and have lots of money and picks for the future on a young team. Right. I feel and like that's what he did. And now he's fucking gone. This is the best year that fucking Dave Caldwell has had. <laughs> it's GM is this past year. Yeah. I think Shad Khan hoodwinked him. What do you think that... an extra year worth of millions of dollars? Yeah. <laughs> He's not hurting for yeah. He, he yeah, but he was like yeah yeah like off. let's let's rebuild for twenty twenty one, Dave. Your job's safe. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I'm gonna fire your ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to to the point that you say he's a businessman. I mean, he's also like he is a sharp guy. And I mean, you know, you could say a couple weeks ago like this team's going nowhere. But on like you know, on paper facts are when we lost against the Browns despite how bad that we are, we were actually mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, which we all know we weren't going to go to anyways. But also that, you know, we started, like you said, he probably told Caldwell, like, you know, you have to clean up the salary cap, which he did. 
and the team has to be competitive, which we have in the last couple weeks. I mean, competitive, but we really screwed up our quarterback situation this year. And as the GM running the team over the last couple of weeks, that's probably what stood out to Khan also as he's like, you are fucking this shit up bad. You, you were playing a quarterback that was hurt. You guys didn't, you obviously didn't go through the proper procedures that a team is supposed to go through to see if a player can't throw the football. Then you started this guy at quarterback that you said gives us the best chance to win. But then you benched him for our second string quarterback that now you're saying is giving us the best chance to win. That's mismanaging a team. That's mismanaging the most important position on your team. And I think that really was just like, all right, you're done. Patrick for GM. That was most, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with the quarterback <laughs> situation at all. I think it. I think that it's a bad look, and that's what Khan is. He's like, you're no, embarrassing him, us. No, the last three seasons have been bad looks. Of course, and, of course. <laughs> I mean, oh, all right. So I was looking up Caldwell. Uh, I found the top five worst signings of the David Caldwell era. Are these your okay. personal uh, opinions? Can I can I no, guess them? It was a. Uh, oh, you can guess some, but no, it's just some <laughs> random like uh, Sports Illustrated article from 2019 i don't gotcha. agree with the rankings but um uh go ahead take yeah. some takes i feel guesses. like trying to guess signings, them. like free agents free agent signings. okay free agent yeah this the, is definitely uh, this is like a struggle. classic like hicken prosser type of thing to do in the morning so i'm down for this uh i i, I already know <laughs> number I one to it every morning that's <laughs> my drive that's my 45 minute commute is hicken in the morning I'm not down for the Prosser, but I like I like the Hicken. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. <laughs> I think everyone agrees with that. I thought I, I thought Prosser yeah. was like seventy. Well. He sounded like the oldest man, and then I finally saw him a video of him kind of recently, and he's like, he doesn't he's, look anything like yeah. He now. It was the worst. I was like, what? It fooled me. He looks, you know, he, he looks kind of you know decent enough. I thought he was like way uglier and like old and decrepit, but. Like, uh, I digress. Anyways, I can already guess number one. Number one has to be Toby Gerhardt. Uh, not in the top five. Not in the t- what? I don't the different like. running backs in the top five. Um. Oh, I'm Chris Ivory. Chris Ivory. Even. Yeah. Chris Ivory. No, Gerhardt was worse. No, Gerhardt was worse. Are we sure Gerhardt was signed by... Gerhardt got stopped on the the one-yard line four times in a row. That makes him worse. What about, um, I mean, Nick Foles? He's got to be on there. Uh, Nick Foles is obviously on there. Wait, I was trying to look up. Gerhardt was signed by Caldwell, but I wanted to see the actual... Because they take into account the actual deal that they got. So, Mm -hmm. for Chris Ivory, he signed a five-year deal... For thirty-two million dollars and ten million in guarantees, he played twenty-five games, two hundred twenty-nine carries for eight hundred twenty-one yards and four touchdowns. Basically, uh, he only started four games in two seasons in a five-year contract, and then uh, we basically he became a costly backup because we drafted Leonard Fournette, which was also a terrible decision. So, um, <laughs> but let's see about uh, Gerhardt. Oh, I got one. Who you uh, got? Laurent Robinson. 
Not no. all the top five. That was See, really? Gerhardt's Gerhardt's deal's way more defensible. It's a three year deal with ten point five million versus five years for thirty two to Chris That's Ivory. pretty good. Yeah. I think Laurent Robinson, I think that was like Gene Smith ish. I think that was like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Was it? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Uh, uh, there are let's see, there's only one defensive player on the list. Julius Thomas. They is have that... Julius Thomas as the worst oh. signing. Really? In the David Caldwell, which I don't agree. Um, the worst signing is Nick Foles, and it's yeah. not even close. 100%. Um, Julius Thomas signed a five-year, $46 million contract, $24 million in guarantees, 21 games with the Jaguars, 76 catches for 736 yards and nine touchdowns. That's more uh, than I thought. Yeah, that actually sounds not like for Jag stats. That's not the he worst He signed a five-year deal. Which made him the highest paid tight end in the league at yeah. the time. And he was traded after two seasons. Peyton Manning got him paid. Mm-hmm. If he was right. good, uh, Teal Julius would have been a great nickname for shirts. Unfortunately, <laughs> he wasn't good. Um, well, there's two other I don't think you're going to get. Uh-huh. One is Jared Odrick. Oh, uh, yeah. Five that, years, 42 dude. million. That guy slanders us hard on like social media now. I think. Does he really? I always yeah. like him. <laughs> Does he, he really? He, he, I'm pretty he sure. He just reminded me of like a caveman. He, he oh yeah, he was like very... a caveman. He only lasted basically a season and like a third of a season with the team. Um, but he did rip out a player's dreadlock and slam it on the field one time. So that was Babin, Jason Babin. Was that Jason Babin? Yeah. Wait, was that uh, before he was on our team? <laughs> no, he was on the Jags. Jaguar. Well, yeah, that might have been Jason Babin. All right, fine. I take it back. Odrick was useless. He was on that HBO show, though. Uh, <laughs> I Jason. had a screenshot saved on my phone from a headline a couple of years ago. Jarek Odrick called someone else on our team a literal barnacle. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which I don't know, but I always yeah, thought Yeah, barnacle. Funny. Maybe that's why I like him. <laughs> Jason Babin is a gigantic douchebag in real life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, he's probably cooler than Jared Odrick. <laughs> uh, there's one dude left on there. It's an offensive lineman, the notorious Zane uh, Beatles. Five years, thirty million. Um, he basically was signed to start and then just never really did and got cut after two yeah. years and just was out of the league too. Um, yeah, because. Go ahead. I'm pretty sure in back-to-back off-seasons, yeah, we signed Julius Thomas and then Zane Beatles, both from the Broncos, and they both sucked. It's like, we need to, like, Peyton Manning is why that team was good. Stop signing, like, they're free agents, basically. <laughs> um, well, just, uh, just a fresh reminder about why Dave Caldwell should have been fired. Um, we signed Nick Foles to a four-year, $88 million contract, $45 million and guarantees the highest m- m- contract in Jaguar history that we've ever signed a player to. He spent one year on the team. Uh, and by the way, when we gave Nick Foles all of that money, Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson were available in the draft to play for the rookie minimum. Foles, <laughs> speed ahead. Goodbye, yeah, was... Dave Caldwell. Yeah. Gone, but your mistakes will certainly not be forgotten the hardest uh, part is technically technically 
that was Tom Coughlin, not Caldwell. But we, do is, we know that? But, well, I mean, he was his Caldwell's boss. He was the head honcho, which is, I'm not dismissing it. Like, that's why I wanted Caldwell fired. Like, there was so much, like, overlap where, like, who was in blame for what. But Caldwell already sucked before Coughlin. Coughlin showed up, made it worse, and then they kept Caldwell. It's like, what? You you know, if you weren't good enough then, why are you good enough? Yeah, you if someone I wanted, took over You got to rip the entire means, Band-Aid yeah. off. I mean, so he drafted, that they waited. He drafted quarterbacks. Oh, he still drafted poorly, yes, and made bad free agent signings. Just those overlapping years with Coughlin made it so confusing about, like, who's technically to blame, but I was looking either at, way. I was looking at, so his, his draft picks, I mean – his first draft pick was Luke Jokel, which we all know didn't work out. But really looking back at that draft, that, that whole draft class was terrible. But what do you think was Caldwell's best pick? Because the best players he picked weren't his best pick. Because I would say the best players he picked were, were who? Ramsey, uh, Josh Allen, Miles Jack. Miles would, Jack Yannick. didn't really Yannick. Miles Jack didn't really fall in his lap, but Josh Allen and Jalen Ramsey just fell in his lap. I mean, he, he, that wasn't yeah. a great pick. Those weren't they, difficult they decisions. Yeah. yeah, and also you have to like is you know Jalen Ramsey was a good draft pick, but he wasn't a good like Jaguars pick because you know three years later he hated it and wanted out. Like I guess you have to kind of how you view it. Like I guess well he's a he's a great player. He yeah. doesn't have to be picked, but it wasn't like. He was never it wasn't going out of your way to year. pick out this player. He, he I was would, Dion in Atlanta, right? He this was city was beneath him and too small for for the Jalen Ramsey. But I yes, think the best a good player. Jags <laughs> pick that Codwell made was probably Miles Jack because he did trade up to get him. Yeah, I mean, because you know, like Jalen Ramsey is a much better player. But I think part of drafting is, re- I mean, I think part of a GM's talent, you know, is to retain the talent. And if sure. people like Yannick hates us once gone, Jalen, you know, hates us once gone. Like I think Miles is the best like overall draft pick because he's what a about, pretty good I'm, player and he still wants to be here. <laughs> he is. When and Alan Robinson he, and DJ Chark were good. Those picks. were a couple of mine. Alan Robinson, DJ Chark were both. Man, I wish 61. we still had Alan Robinson. What uh, is his worst pick? <laughs> sure. Uh, well. There's a lot. I mean, but Bor- <laughs> well, eating up Bortles. Allen Robinson draft. Bortles. Allen Robinson was picked. Yeah, Bortles. No, Alan resigning was- Bortles was the worst mistake. Yeah, well, that's, that's, a two mistake. Draft that's a twofer. Two the mistakes. Doubling down, like when you're in the hole, is never a good idea. <laughs> he had multiple years to give up on Bortles and just kept sticking with them. What do you think about I, – I, I was up in the air between two. I would say, even though he's not on our team anymore for reasons – Telvin Smith. I mean, Telvin he was, a, was, a, was probably still one of his best picks. What about Great pick? Yeah, fifth, it was fifth, a fifth round, round pick. Yeah, and he and was he, a, basically an, a Pro Bowl linebacker yeah. for the time he played, and then he went crazy. But made still, it, made it past his rookie contract. I've also got uh, Brandon Linder at ninety-three overall. It's a pretty good pick, and a good solid all-around pick. Sure. I'm no expert on O line, but for everything I hear, he's supposed to, you know he's always. I think he's, he's always considered the best one on our yeah, line. he is pretty center. injury prone, so it's like his biggest knock. But he also made him the highest paid center in the NFL. He did. Right. So but we have some pieces, oh. you know, <laughs> like uh, 
I'm pretty sure any, you know, if I was a GM, I could have made as many good decisions as Caldwell. Like, you know, at some point you're going to just ask backwards, pick good players to an extent. Yeah, for sure. You know, players just work out, but not, not with the consistency that you need to be employed long term. Yeah, the, the only ones that we named that are still on the team that were good picks was Miles Jack, which, sure, that's a good pick, and DJ Chark. But what is the what, so what's is, the worst yeah. one? The worst one's uh, either is Bortles. I, I still say Bortles. If you pick a quarterback top three and like five years into his career, he's still not a natural thrower of the ball. Like that's not good. Who else was available though when Bortles was picked? Um, what year was oh, that? Man. I mean, we can go back and look, but I guarantee yeah. you uh, a fuck ton of people. Well, there's an argument to be made that. Fournette is the worst pick, and sure. the one who's still on our team, fucking Taven Bryan, right before Lamar Jackson. Also a bad pick, yes. Also, there's like three starting quarterbacks in in that in that draft, and we, you know, yeah, <laughs> didn't get also, there either. Uh, I mean, guys, also gentlemen, Christian McCaffrey. So we took yeah. Blake Bortles third overall in the 2014 draft. The next pick was Sammy Watkins. The next pick was Khalil Mack. Two later, I'll take Khalil Mack. Yeah. Two later was Mike Evans. I'll take Mike Evans. A couple later it was Taylor the One, who I hate personally, but if he was on my team, I would have been like, hell yeah, that's my left tackle. Good uh, and then Odell Beckham Jr., Aaron I'll Donald. I'll, so, uh, there, th- there you go. First ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. You like. know. <laughs> I get when you, you know, when you're a, a young GM, you have to pick your quarterback and, you know, roll the dice. So you have, you know, we had to take one, I guess, but. I think uh, there should be a rule that if the best quarterback is not going first overall, he's not worth taking in that draft. It's pretty simple. We're not like, taking a quarterback in this year's draft. Is that what you're saying? No. If the best quarterback in the draft is not the first overall pick, he's not worth taking at that spot. I see. Yeah, like Bortles. I, I understand yeah. what you're saying. Bortles didn't yeah. go first, right. so it's like he's not the guy then. Yeah. If I you're mean, picking first overall, first overall pick has been, I mean, semi-successful. Yeah. So <laughs> at least you know had a playoff game. Right. No, I get you. But yeah, it, this whole conversation goes to say yes. Uh, there are many reasons why Dave Caldwell <laughs> is no longer employed, and probably well, won't be for. At least another year. So I think the saddest was so Khan got to his hundred losses. So everyone we kind of everyone was switching to uh, Codwell's hundred losses. He was at like eighty nine, I think. So it's sad that he'll never get to uh, hit his monumental one hundred. He got fired too early. But whoever, yeah. And what would make you? uh, What What would make you angrier? Like uh, Caldwell getting another shot and being the best <laughs> actually i can't think of another scenario that would make me angry what if he like got hired to the you know browns and they won a super bowl like that's, i think <laughs> i would be furious that's the long line of alan robinson i mean he's still on a shitty team but he's still a great wide receiver nathaniel hackett gets to go and be the offensive coordinator with aaron Rodgers now like yeah everyone everyone moves on to better things from here like we are like the farm team Isn't, uh, for the NFL. That's Greg Roman. Isn't he an offense coordinator somewhere? 
Yeah, he's, he's uh, with he's Ravens. uh yeah, he's with Lamar. His big knack yeah. is like he always starts hot and then teams kind of figure him out, aka they know that they're just gonna run the quarterback every time, but yeah. Um I think maybe next episode we'll do some um we'll do some homework and maybe we'll kind of, you know, each give our favorite replacement for Dave Caldwell. I don't know that much about the GM's map. What do you guys think? We'll do some homework next episode. We'll pick our favorite replacement each. I tried to look it up. I don't think we, any of us know any of these fucking people. Well, but that's, I don't know that's, them off the top. That's our homework. Yeah. That'll be I our homework. Some names. I, I've, right. I've seen some names that would make sense. I've got right. one. So that'll be our homework <laughs> next episode. Uh, we'll pick our replacement GM. But um, yeah, moving on. So I think there's been another two games since we potted together. Uh, we lost both of them, the Steelers and the Browns. We won't harp too much on it because not, not too much more you can say. I do want to throw a shout-out. Uh, I try to look up at least some kind of statistic for each you know, time we record. My boy James Robinson, he's just killing it. Uh, I would argue he's a top two or three player on our team, and it's kind of sad that he, that's an undrafted rookie. That's your top two or three player on your team. But he is currently third in the league in rushing with like 890 yards, I think. And he's fourth in the league in just overall scrimmage yards. So we're losing every game, sometimes by a decent amount. So like the fact that he's still getting all these yards is amazing. Uh, Shout out to him and Alvin Kamara, who's third overall in scrimmage yards for both being on my fantasy football team. That's been very helpful this year. Oh, congratulations. uh, (laughs) Yes, we're so so happy for you. I'm very happy about that, but... Yeah, on a team full of Minshew handbreaking, hiding it, then six-round rookie Luton playing, and then Mike Glennon playing and give us the best chance, and Minshew seems to be in the doghouse, even though Marone has to know he's getting fired, so, like, why not just play him? Like, the fact that James Robinson's just, like, so much better than Leonard Fournette uh, – we, we, we have very few positives we'll have to, you know, to talk about the next couple of weeks as – you know, I think, it feels like, we should, <laughs> I think we should add that to another GM rule, which is you just no, you're not allowed to take a running back in the first round. Oh, just, I would. <laughs> yeah, I was, at this my, point, yeah. my personal GM rule is is that every four years, just take a running back, whatever's the best running back available in the second round, just take him to replace. You know, so you don't have to like pay them ever, like on a you know uh, extended contract because that's a waste of money. So, yeah, my GM, or if you can find him undrafted, that's obviously you, even better. You but. would do that to James <laughs> Robinson? Uh, in four right years? Right now, no. Right yeah, now, right now. But not. in four years, if he wants a bigger contract and he has a lot of wear and tear on his body, I then, think yeah, actually because he's, because he's undrafted, he can get to free agency sooner. So yeah, three years. So. He's not making he should. He, he, is, he is top two or three players on our, on our entire team. Name someone team. better. Yeah, I, I mean – I'm waiting. You're right. right. He's been uh, injured too much. That's fair. Miles Jack. Um, I wanted to ask y'all, I think he's actually got, now that Burrow's done for the season, he's really only got one person who could take rookie of the year from him. And that's, uh, that's what, what's the name? Uh, Herbert. Blaine Gabbard 2.0. Except for that he's good. He's good. (laughs) Yeah. He's on, like, all my fantasy teams. Herbert will be the <laughs> runaway. I have Keenan Allen, so I've been very happy with Herbert throwing him the ball a bunch. A yeah, Herbert will be, yeah, he's the yeah. runaway. But, but if, what if he, like, I mean, he's third in the league in rushing. He's an undrafted rookie. He's got a hell of a 
Uh, I saw that he, yeah, I, I would also say that probably Justin Jefferson could, if he keeps doing his oh, thing, win it over. Yeah. Or Chase Claypool has 10 touchdowns. This rookie yeah. class has a lot of offensive going to be a lot of really good wide receivers coming out of there, too. Maybe, yeah. like, a really great um, offensive, like, draft class, and we got the one guy we didn't even draft, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean – We've had some, like, I feel like, you know, past couple of weeks, just kind of talking about the team in general, not any specific game. Like, LaVisca's definitely been a little disappointing recently. I know he was injured, so I feel like maybe he's not, like, at 100%. But Colin Johnson last week had 96 yards and a touchdown. And it was a very, yeah. like, you know, I watched the highlight. It was, like, a, you know, an athletic touchdown. Like, so yeah. that's nice. You know, I'm cool with just seeing each of our rookies at least, like, really shine one game this year to feel some confidence in them next year which means basically I'm going to have zero confidence in uh, Chase on because he has been, you know, obviously pass rushers take time to develop and all that stuff. And he's kind of out of position. Give him some time. Yeah. But give him some so time. far he's been though. Getting big Taven Bryan vibes here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I'm a big junior gonna like, guy. He's going to be shining in training camp next season. I give a player. going to translate. Give him two. I give him two years before I yeah. you know, try to like get super. You know that guy's a bust and all that. At least give him a full year, man. We haven't even done that. <laughs> he hasn't we done haven't much even done that. in this year Fair. so far. I wonder but if the players were the happy flip that side, James Robinson hasn't had a full year and he's looking fantastic. So. Oh, Chris. even C.J. Henderson has had his you know flashes. It just yeah. I don't think I've seen anything from Chase on. Yeah, like, I don't been. even. Like, when I watch the games, he doesn't even show up. You know, he's playing out there, and I don't ever see <laughs> He's also uh, – he's, like, really lowly graded as a run defender also, which, like, you okay. know, pass rushing, you can, like, notice if they're not getting sacks, obviously, but it's kind of harder, I feel like, with, you know, watching the run game constantly as just, you know, a fan, you know, eating food and watching whatever. But, uh, yeah, apparently he's also horrible against the run, so he's just kind of collectively. But it has Man. been nice – my highlight is James Robinson, and it's funny to watch, uh, you know, now like Fournette gets a little bit more exposure being on the Bucks with Tom Brady and all that, and I've seen like so many people on Twitter will like post videos of like, Fournette, what are you doing? And it's him just, you know, running into his center's ass and falling down. Like, it's kind of nice to watch like the rest of the NFL catch up on what we already knew and that like, he's just not good. He just runs straight into his offensive line. He like refuses to like try to make a cut. And then oh, I yeah, watched. they were they were ignoring him when he was here, but they're also <laughs> yeah. ignoring what James Robinson is doing. He, Sleeping on my boy. He's gonna be in it. I mean, if he continues what he's doing as a rookie, uh, going in the next year, like he will he will start getting some attention. I mean, he when they say you know they say this all the time about players that they stack the box like everyone knows that he's gonna run the ball and he still does and he really does always fall forward. Um, he seems to be really durable. He seems to have really good balance. He seems to have really good uh, vision running the ball too. He's kind of like that stutter step, wait for a hole to open and then run through it kind of player. I mean, I'm, I'm really, really impressed with James Robinson. And if there is going to be a highlight of this year, we're going to look back and be like, oh yeah, that was when, you know, James Robinson showed out and put on, you know, a show and showed that he was one of the best players on our team. So yeah, props to James Robinson. They need they need a tight end, but I really think their skill positions are not the problem. Like uh, I think they have good receivers. Uh, they may need. I don't know if Chark is 
the number one. It doesn't seem like he's been having very great quarterback play, but the running back, they definitely have depth at wide receiver and a great running back. So hopefully if we continue to yield for fields, as Patrick would say, <laughs> yield uh, for fields, <laughs> then, um, you know, it could just be like that missing puzzle, puzzle piece. But, you know, that, that's optimistic right before the season starts shimmer who uh i'm yeah. still we'll get, we'll get there <laughs> we we'll got there. five more losses to go we're only yeah. two-thirds of the way there you know uh, but i really hope we lose every game uh for the rest of the season and the jets win every game for the rest well if of the we season. go into this off season with all the cap space that dave caldwell cleared up for us hopefully we can pick up some oh, i'd have to look at the list of who's going to be defensive free agents going into the off season we I need to sign us, we need to sign some veteran defenders man well, i mean closer to you know the last couple episodes before the season ends we'll definitely kind of do some you know wish research. list free agents yeah. you know and, and draft stuff uh i will like say one last thing about james robinson so he's fourth right now in scrimmage yards with 1170 like i said camara's in second with uh 1231 Derek Henry is in, uh, or Camaro's in third. Derek Henry's in second with 1350 because he's just super good. Uh, but in first place, having missed a game, so he's done this with one less game, he's top of the list, 1385, is Dalvin Cook, who we play this week. So I was like, damn, that guy missed a game, and he's still leading the league in scrimmage yards. Yeah. And we play him this week, and we have uh, Chase on, who's a, a poorly rated run defender. So uh, – we might get we might get ruined on a little bit. Well, yeah, Cook's numbers are probably inflated because I think he had that four touchdown, two hundred and fifty yard game, which it could be another one going into this week. And if it's <laughs> not, because our run defense has actually been pretty decent the last couple of weeks. I know uh, Kareem Hunt and Chubb put up. I think they put up two hundred yards on us combined. But Chunt. Chunt? Oh, I like that. Chunt. Yes, but that's do what they, they call them. Do they that's really a, call them? I've, I've seen, I don't know how wide, widespread that's the nickname very is. very dirty. <laughs> yeah, that's a Chubb is already dirty. You can't yeah. stop the chunt. Um, just a quick point. I know we already talked about this, but 2017 draft when we took Fournette fourth overall, uh, Christian McCaffrey went eighth, and your boy who's leading the NFL in rushing, Dalvin Cook, went 41st. We took Cam Robinson. 34th uh just a couple other people tj watt went 30th and never forget patrick mahomes went 10th and deshaun watson went 12th <laughs> never <laughs> forget never in, forget you have to understand in the heat of the moment patrick and i were at the stadium i got on tv that night i got to drunkenly talk about fournette a little bit like when you pick the player man you're just so excited like, none of the bad has happened yet. It it's sounds so... like backtracking to me. <laughs> no, I'm like, you're trying no. to, to defend a piece of video that will not look favorably on you. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, like, it's so sad that it just makes you feel like every single player, like, the second you pick him, it's, he's going to be bad now for us. I'm just nervous it's with just... top five picks. Let, me, ju- let right. me just point out one other thing. In the what, 2017 what draft, uh, Alvin Stop Kamara reminiscing on these went bad memories. 66th. We took Dwayne Smoot at 67. Smoot. He's still on our team. He had a sack nice. last week. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, one of our 11. <laughs> oh, God. Did y'all see? We have 11 games and 11 sacks. Yeah, We're that's the worst really. In the NFL. 
Chase Claypool almost has as many touchdowns as we have sacks. I think Jamal Adams has eight sacks, and he's, like, missed two games. What? And, and, and he's, he's a safety. And he's a single player. And we could have like, him, oh, too. God. He went sixth that year, it's... and we took Fournette. <laughs> it's so bad. But... And we – I saw a thing uh, – Our, all, we had injuries all over the defense, and we have for a couple weeks. But going into the Browns game – we we led the NFL in snaps taken by rookies. We also led the NFL in the most different combinations of players on your defense, like swapping people in, putting people out. Uh, neither one of those are a good thing. It's not because we have a hybrid defense where we move players around. Like It's because we're just decimated all over the defense. We also lead the uh, NFL in um, number of kickers that have played yes, for our team. <laughs> but we get our good one back, our, our second good one after Lambo. That I don't know his name, Chase McLaughlin. That's what I've been called. I don't think I don't I know. I still think we have Rosas. Well, I'm positive I saw him kick. So. He did. I, I no, he did kick last week. Um, but I guess. Sarah Uh An hour ago, <laughs> speaking of special teams, an hour or so ago, the Jags posted on Instagram that over the past, you know, you got, I love like how much you have to cherry pick some of this stuff. Uh, that over the past four weeks, Logan Cook has pinned the opponent inside the 2011 times, which leads the NFL. So Logan Cook is doing his thing. Special teams are, you know. No, that just means that we punt more than any yeah. other team. Like if your team is like, you know, you always do like to pick the best player after the game kind of thing. And like Logan Cook's always one of the options, which is bad if that's like your best option. Yeah. So, but, you that's know, like that's like leading the NFL in defensive snaps. That just means your defense is always on the field. Yeah. So not great. <laughs> But, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> but Logan Cook is good. Yeah, he's he's living the life, dude. Puncher. Not as good oh, as man. Dalvin Cook. Yeah. No. We could have. I can only have one cook. <laughs> Dalvin. <laughs> too many cooks in the kitchen. Just too many cooks. It's never a good thing. I'm just on the Jags Instagram, seeing if there's anything uh, worthy to talk about. <laughs> um, uh, I'm too much. Talk about how. Speaking of the rookie of the years. We couldn't stop Jarvis Landry, which is the Browns' number one wide receiver. Adam Thielen is going to be back next week on top of Justin Jefferson, who's having a phenomenal rookie year. Uh, Kirk Cousins coming off a 300-yard, three-touchdown game. Are we playing in Minnesota? Not that it really matters. There's not going to be anyone there. Yes, we are. I believe we are, yeah. Uh, it's going to be another another ugly game. This season couldn't end quick enough i just want to watch the playoffs where we're not even involved like i just want to watch some games i still watch every game and then occasionally i'll find myself going yeah run and then i'll and i'll think to myself no no no, fall down (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) what if don't score you know like uh that's what that's why glennon is is starting if they wanted to win a game right then they would give Minshew the start but i think they think well, Glennon will make us look semi-competitive, but, you know, he's not. Man, if, we, if this season wasn't going the way it was and if we could somehow have, like, 
like the machine and the fly where like you put things <laughs> in it and it comes out together on the other end. If we could put Glennon, Luton, and Minshew, like still not Glennon, a great quarterback. Glennon is accurate. Luton has a really strong arm and Gardner Minshew is like athletic and he's like, he's likable. So like that could be like a, a, a super, like a Brundle quarterback for us. And that would be incredible. I mean, is Justin Fields that type of quarterback? We're going to have to watch some, some tape would, uh, in the offseason. I would like to see that quarter. I would like to see Brundlefly quarterback versus, uh, <laughs> versus gonna, Bortles in a drinking camp scenario. Minluton. Minluton. Minluton non. I still think if you put take all the three of their best attributes and put them together, I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence. I think, like, physically, appearance-wise, if you put them all together, it would be more like Trevor Lawrence. Minshew's got got long hair. Glennon's got the long neck. Uh, Like, yeah, Glennon's kind of goofy-looking. Trevor Lawrence is really goofy-looking. Yeah, I think, think, like, appearance-wise, they would look – He's got flowing locks. (laughs) Yeah. Mike Glennon's married to a beautiful woman. I have a man crush on on Trevor Lawrence. I want him what is to his, come save my city. What does his uh, <laughs> girlfriend wife look like? I don't know, but she's I was a hot blonde out. girl. It's probably she's probably a smoke show, but yeah, probably. <laughs> and he's the most famous college quarterback in America, and he's going to be yeah. a, a multi multi millionaire in like three months. Three months. So <laughs> she doesn't want to get proposed to at Jack's Beach. <laughs> what are you at her multi-million dollar home i bet she does yeah <laughs> Ponte Vedra, the nice area they're yeah. living they'll be fine everyone's uh, okay. Vedra written no. all over him dude oh, yeah. we do have i guess all right uh just like a quick you know i don't i we can't talk this much draft every week it feels depressing but just the quick dude, we have nothing else to talk i know <laughs> so we currently have a two game uh buffer so we can win two games and still be pretty much like we can win one game and uh then we can win one more which is two so. games <laughs> i don't know yes. how we're, we're not gonna win this. <laughs> if we win one and another one that would be two yeah I, I was trying to like remember the exact thing but whatever the math is i think we can win two games and we're still guaranteed the the second overall pick so because have, the giants have four games well it's because the uh cincinnati has like a tie so we have right yeah so yeah we can win two games and we're still safe for the second overall pick uh unfortunately justin fields came off of his worst performance in college since the last time we got on together he threw three interceptions against indiana so but you know it's it's gonna happen you just gotta forgive it because we're gonna draft him so i'm only gonna look at the positives uh luton threw four interceptions against the steelers yeah that was still holding out help the Jets are not – no. Jets are gonna if the Jets one. couldn't beat the Chargers, their only hope is to – is the Bill terrible. Belichick Week 17 40 I'm chess I'm telling game. you, the, the Belichick theory. Yeah, that's I what I'm saying. That's our that only – sabotages the Jets. That's our I only that. chance. I, I hope that happens. Just so I hope he gets out there and goes, nope, whole team's got COVID. Can't yep. play. We forfeit. Yep. <laughs> but – that's so that. we're Wait, still so on track for Fields. We're still to clarify this for uh, Trevor, for our listener, uh, the we would have the tiebreaker over the Jets because we have a stronger schedule. Is that how it goes? Weaker schedule. 
weaker schedule. Because, yeah, the NFL draft is all about so getting worse. Uh, yeah, the worst team picks first. So if us and the Jets tie with the same record, um, our strength of schedule should – it looks like it will be worse than theirs. So we would get the number one pick. So we what just is, what, lose out, and the Jets need to win a single game, and then we will take get – Take all the teams that you played and take their records together, who has the worst one. Yeah. When we say worst, do we mean, like, toughest or weakest? No, we have lost – yeah, we've lost to bad teams. Jets have been losing to better teams than us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, okay. Because they're teams they play have more wins. <laughs> yeah. Therefore, yeah. they're a better us, team. Yeah. They're losing sure. to good teams. We're losing to, you know, worse teams comparatively. So that makes us the worst team in the NFL. The Jets just need to lose or win one game. Who's the worst Lakers? team we lost against? The Lions? Us? The Texans? The Texans. The uh, the, um, the Bengals. Bengals. Bad. The Lions. Yeah, the Bengals. the Bengals. Yeah. The Char- we lost to like four teams in a row that hadn't won. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> that that Remember that? <laughs> Remember week one? Remember we week so one? Excited. That fucked us over. I was thinking uh, this too. So, yeah, we were 1-0. Oh, I was thinking before we came on, when did we, like, after which game were we like, all right, we can't win any more games. When was that for you? I don't even – it's been a blur. We could probably just check this and just yeah. listen to the fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not well, our job. That, that's yeah. a, Loyal that's listeners, a, the bat signal is up. Who's one in four. Denmark? <laughs> yeah, we're <Jonas. laughs> Jonas, Jonas, Jonas email us and let us know. When did we get depressed sounding? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when did we when? quit on the team and go into straight tank mode? It took Sean right. longer than any of us. I'll, that's probably all I know. Quit listening. Sean as was soon like as three we weeks I, ago. I luckily, I mean, not luckily, I've been working a shit ton, but like I've been having to do a lot more work stuff recently. So, like by default, I've been not being able to watch as much. So, it's kind of worked nicely together uh, to kind of, you know, take my mind off of things. Like the last time I got to like really sit and watch a whole game, I did what you said, Shimmer, where I was like rooting and then kind of like reverse rooted. And then my wife was like mad at me because she's like, you don't just get to like pick to like root against them now. Kind of, you know, he's like, you have to root for your team. And I was like, no, you don't understand. I can do what I want. We are though. (laughs) By rooting against them, I am rooting for their future. I hate rooting for losses, but I also... It's for well, the they, betterment of the team. They yeah. put us in this situation. All right. I'm, I'm, I can't talk anymore. Let's play a game. Shimmer, what do we got? I'm too, Patrick has there, a game. Is there uh, anything else? Well, I have the – well, last week we started talking about um, uh, first overall picks. And mm-hmm. then Patrick brought up, uh, you know, how many first overall picks picks have been the MVP or at least first round picks. So I decided to look up from 2000, uh, 14 players since the year 2000 have won the NFL MVP, 10 are quarterbacks and four are running backs. Um, Since 2000? Since 2000, only 14 players. Okay. Why is that? Only 14 Uh, players have won the MVP? Since what happened the other six years? Oh, some of them are repeat. Some players. of them people have won uh, more than <laughs> Man, I felt so dumb. What? I was like, what are these seasons? No go? MVP this year. <laughs> uh, Peyton Manning actually won it five times since 2000. Um, in one year, 2003, uh, there were co-MVPs, and both of them played in our division. 
It was Peyton Manning and Steve McNair. Oh, yeah. Uh, one MVP was undrafted. His name is Kurt Warner, who won it twice. Um, but just in case you were curious, because it goes to my theory, the first quarterback taken has won the MVP out of those 14 four times, and the second quarterback taken has won the MVP only twice. So <laughs> that's the importance of the Jaguars getting the first overall pick. But a couple interesting facts about the NFL MVP. Only five positions have ever won the award. I've told you two. Can you name the last three? Are they all on offense? They're – only two positions on offense to win the NFL MVP are the quarterback and the running back. Really? Okay. So I would say uh, defensive end has to be one. Nope. <laughs> uh, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> Close. Defensive uh, tackle, Aaron Donald. No. Defensive tackle, Alan Page won the MVP in 1971. Hmm. I think he, or, I was about to no, I, was, I was about to make a bad team? joke uh, for the Vikings. Okay, the Purple People Eaters. I think that actually was. <laughs> uh, um, and then this is maybe the greatest defensive player in history. Won the uh, in nineteen eighty six. Deion Reg Sanders. No, he did lots of cocaine. Reggie White. We did lots of cocaine. Well, yeah, where do we start? Uh, <laughs> so. Lawrence Taylor oh, of the New York yeah, Giants. Yeah. And there's one position that I could not fucking believe had won an MVP. Can you guess it? Didn't a punter win one year? A kicker. A kicker? Won the yeah. NFL MVP in 1982. Kicker Mark Mosley of Mark the Mosley. Redskins. What? Won a strike-shortened season mm. in 82. Hmm. Um, so. Is that the guy with half a foot? No. <laughs> what? Some kicker but had half of a there's foot. There's only five positions to ever win the MVP, and one is a kicker. That's ridiculous. Uh, if only you said it was like 1927 or something, I'd be like, yeah, okay, but well, 82? They had another kicker who won, uh, Lou Groza, but that was before the NFL was actually the NFL. So gotcha. Um, oh, fun fact. Uh, and then there are seven franchises that have not or have never produced an NFL MVP. And guess what? The Jaguars are on the list. Hell yeah. They also, the Jets, the Texans, the Arizona Cardinals, surprisingly, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the New Orleans hmm. Saints, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hmm. Hmm. Um, those are my interesting facts uh, <laughs> for the NFL MVP award. I believe Patrick has a game, though, to finish us off, which I, I do. don't think I'll be very good at. <laughs> I do. First of all, you do, some, you do some pretty good research there, Shimmer. Yeah. Thank you. I do it on my yeah. lunch break. <laughs> you bring a lot to the I was going to say, do you do it like while you're working and you get paid to do this? Like I just like eating my uh, my bagel from Duncan and just <laughs> go on a Wikipedia hole about Scrolling. some How shit like, oh, we talked about this last time. All right. <laughs> so uh, go ahead. Uh well, I also get all this information from Wikipedia. So we, Very reliable source. It's our main resource for the show. Uh, 
They should be a sponsor. By the way, when I was looking this stuff up, they, they were want you to sponsor to, them. Yeah, they were asking me to donate, and I was like, I'm not doing that. I'll Every time you have to scroll farther and farther through all that donation stuff. I feel uh, like the government should just pay for it now, like free government information for all. It's but. it's a website. You can just go to another website. Granted, I go to that one every what time. Other, what, still... what, what other? What other? Go ahead. Point is, okay. Let's, let's wrap this up with the game. This game is going to be, we played it a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's going to be which NFL city where I'm going to give you uh, a bunch of notable people, not necessarily celebrities, a bunch of notable people from these NFL cities, all uh, cities with teams that we have played in the last couple weeks. And just a refresher for you guys, since Sean hasn't watched the games in a couple weeks, apparently uh, we've got, Los Angeles, the Chargers, Houston, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. So I will name a group of people from each one of these cities without naming the city, and you will have to guess which city I am naming the people from. Give me the Make cities sense? one more time. We've got Los Angeles, Houston, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. Those are in order of when we played them. Okay. Okay. So starting out with one, let me shuffle this. All right. We've got from this NFL city, Andy Warhol, painter and visual artist. I'm assuming you guys know who that is. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rapper born Malcolm James McCormick, also known as Mac Miller. Um, Former Jaguars linebacker, uh, Dick Butkus award winner for the best linebacker in college football. Uh, also, probably the whitest neck in Jaguar history, Paul Puslesny. Mm. Uh, inventor of the first polio vaccine, Jonas Salk. Another Jonas. Uh, and television advertisement salesperson billy mays <laughs> is from this nfl city any guesses uh okay so i think i may know this one uh, i believe all of those people um are from pittsburgh sean what do you got yeah Pazlozny, he's a pittsburgh guy i knew that yeah it's pittsburgh Okay, I've got you guys down for Pittsburgh. Let's shuffle another city here. Let's see. All right. We'll go with another former Jaguar. Former Jaguar quarterback and the first starting quarterback ever for our franchise, Mr. Steve Berline. We've got... Sean Astin, a.k.a. Rudy, a.k.a. Samwise Gamgee. Rudy! <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Mr. Frodo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like the Morris Samwise. I like um, Samwise. We've got founder of the esteemed journalism institution known as TMZ, Harvey Levine. Uh, also, couple pairs of famous sisters, Venus and Serena Williams and Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. All of those people are from this NFL city. Any guesses? 
I believe Sean goes first this round. Sean, hit me. Um, uh, Samwise Gamgee. What are my options? Uh, for cities? <laughs> yeah. In order, it was Los Angeles, Houston, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. I'm going to say he seems like – he's a child actor, I think. So, he feels like he's lived in L.A. a long time. Maybe it was – I don't know if he was a child he actor. He was a but... child. Yeah, Goonies. Oh, yeah, Doug Goonies. Yeah, so L.A. It's got to be L.A. I was going to guess L.A. as well. I feel like TMZ could have only originated out of one city. So. <laughs> <laughs> TMZ. All right. I'm going L.A. Shuffling this up. Let's see. We've got boxing promoter Don King, uh, co-creators of Superman, famous comic strip. You guys may have heard of it. Uh, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Uh, Joe Schubert? Don- uh, hit that dude. Schuster. He's going to bust for a – oh, okay. Different guy. Uh, Um, Pay attention, John. (laughs) Hall of Fame football coach, uh, the winningest coach in NFL history, Don Shula. Um, Comedian, host of The Price is Right, and whose line is it anyway? Drew Carey. Uh, Also, voice actress, voice of, most notably, Lola Bunny from Space Jam. (laughs) Catherine Succi. Of course. All of those people are from this NFL city. Uh, well, this one I think you gave gave away, but uh, I believe the answer is Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. Shimmer going with Cleveland, Sean. What do you got? Yeah, I remember last time we sucked at this game, but I think we're. Uh... I think we've been right on each one. Yeah, I think we're doing a little bit better because that is also Cleveland because Cleveland rocks. Wow. Debatable. All right. Sean and I are just going to guess every single one the same, (laughs) by the way. We're partners in (laughs) do or die. All right, here we go. Another NFL City notable group of people. Uh, Director of films such as Man of Steel, Dawn of Dead, 300, and Watchmen, Zack Snyder. Uh, we've got the CEO of Taco Bell, Mark <laughs> King. Um, this one was interesting, so I just wanted to throw this in there, and this is hard to keep track of. So she's a novelist and essayist. She's the younger sister of Steve Jobs. She is the wife of Richard Apple, who is the head writer and creator of The Simpsons. And Homer Simpson's mom is named after him. Or her, I'm sorry. Mona Simpson. <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about? So she's the she's the younger it's sister. Okay, of, it's okay, it's okay. She's the younger sister of Steve Jobs and the wife of the creator of The Simpsons. Is from Matt the Groening is the creator of The Simpsons. Well, I'm sorry, head writer. Wait, I thought Simpsons. his last name was Groening. That's what I've always it's said. It's pronounced Groening. What? I always thought it was Groening no. as well. Yeah. Um, uh, you got me groaning. So, uh, so, creator of the TV show Mystery Science Theater, Joel Hodgson, and star of Monks or Monk, Tony Shaloub, all from this NFL city. Well, I believe it is uh, Sean's turn to pick first. 
And I will be picking the same city because there's only two left. <laughs> uh, nice. I'm trying strategy. to remember who we played recently. We played the Browns. I've said that. We played Steelers. I said that. There's only two left. Houston and Green Bay, Sean. Oh, that sounds like Green Bay all the way. Shimmer? I lied. I'm switching it up. Let's go yeah. Houston. <laughs> Let's go Houston for the win. All right, last NFL city these notable group of people are Easily from. just lost. Go ahead. <laughs> include uh, the most accurate NFL kicker in the history of the game, Justin Tucker. Rapper, born, Horst, Christian, Simcoe, better known as Riff Raff. Mm. Oh, man. <laughs> Co-creator of South Park, Matt Stone. Cosmetics mogul, Mary Kay. And athlete, debatable, very fit human being, born Booker Huffman Jr., better known to us as one half of Harlem Heat. Oh, shit. (laughs) Shit, I think this one was Houston. Uh, Fuck, I guess I got to go Green Bay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely going, uh, I'll go Houston. And just a very, just not to get off on a tangent, but just a quick aside about Harlem, about wrestling. I don't know anything about the AEW Tony stuff, uh, but apparently Sting joined them y- yesterday. Ooh. So now Sting's oh, part of it. And I was like, yeah. yeah, I saw the like 10 seconds How on Twitter. How old Sting? Oh. <laughs> is he like a uh, manager actually, now? Does he yeah, still is he wrestle? wrestling or is he like in a Ric Flair role? The clip wasn't him wrestling. It was just like him walking out all menacingly. And all the Jacksonville Redneck guys going oh, like, yeah! It's, it's, they film it in Jacksonville every time. But uh, yeah, Is he anyways. in full makeup, Sting? Yeah, he's in full makeup. <laughs> Hell but, yeah. Hey, we have one minute left before our Zoom There's no way out. you can uh, tell us the order. And what, go. You got right, one go quick, Patrick. You got 20 seconds. Winner <laughs> of the which John. NFL City Games. I don't know what order I named it in, but I'll tell you who won. Winner is... Next time. From uh, five, to three. five to 5-3. Shimmer. Yeah, you fucked up on the Green Bay-Houston combo I know. there. I Shimmer. knew it when you said Booker T for some reason. Dude, nobody <laughs> nobody is from Green Bay. I had to reach to get these people. <laughs> We're running out of time. All right. Caldwell's uh, gone. Oh, yeah, shit. We, uh, we had our bet, so I owe Shimmer some money. I'll hit Jet you up. needs settling. How much do I owe you? Uh, it's seventy-five dollars. Right. I'll see Shimmer. I'll see you on Venmo, Patrick. I'll see you next time on the pod, fans. I'll see you next time on Twitter, Reddit. Leave us some comments. Email us. Oh, God hates uh, Jags at email. Gmail. God hates uh, Jags at Gmail. Shout out to Jonas. All right, guys. See you guys later. Jonas. Jonas. Go Jets. Go Jets. I love Go Jets. Jets.